Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Achenpong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process, creating 100,000 new first-generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first $1 million in net worth and beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melon and Money Show. And I just realized we did not change clothes. So yeah. it's all good. <laughs> promise you we're not wearing the same clothes two weeks straight. We can switch watches. It's the same watch, though. No, you got diamonds in yours. That's, that's not we keep, we keep your watch on. I like you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I just, I literally just realized that in real time. But yeah. it's okay. Like we're we're you know we took a shower this morning. We did take a shower this morning. I took a know? shower this morning. This guy, <laughs> uh, you know, you gotta sometimes you gotta batch record so you can stay consistent, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So today we're gonna talk about three different asset classes that everybody can and should own that you probably not, probably aren't thinking about. Isn't it crazy how the three asset classes you're about to talk about? I don't think school taught me one of them. School definitely didn't teach you about any of them. I got five years of, like a master's degree in financial literacy. And then and te- teach, teach about these Christ. asset classes, okay. right? So we're going to teach you about them today yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling amazing, man. We're uh, <clears throat> we're out here in the beautiful Orlando, um, you know, just enjoying the vibes and uh, going to Miami later on today. Going to Miami. To have a little bit of fun. That's, that's relational equity right there, yeah. right? So I met, I met um, a... a Crazy new fire videographer. Um, I was shooting some content um, in, earlier this week. So it literally happened this week. Yeah. And um, so we exchanged contact info. And then he's actually in the room right now. It's my, I don't know if this is weird for him. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we exchanged contact info. And then um, I was going to the Drake concert that night. Uh-huh. And then uh, he was like, yo, well, I don't know if you want to go to the Drake concert again. But I can. I got like a plug for like backstage pass if you want to yo that's crazy I didn't end up making that yeah. just because I had just went to the Drake concert yeah. um, and then he hit me again he was like yo I'm going to Miami on Saturday like it's crazy I'm going to be in Miami on Saturday yeah. are you going to be in Miami with a yacht though yeah nah. he's like, but, but that boat time I'm like bro I'm canceling my fight I ain't pulling yes, up with yeah, you yeah, so Carter, Carter decided to tap in on that Yeah. and then uh, it, was one, it was one other thing so oh then the studio yeah. right so yeah. normally we have our assistant scrambling like looking for a podcast studio I was like yo you, you happen to know anybody with a podcast studio do I <laughs> right so that's actually, we'll start there. Relational equity. Okay. Right? Yep. So sometimes money can't, you can't buy your way into everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Like sometimes like you have to know somebody, you have to have relationships, you have to build rapport. And by virtue of that relationship, it can get you access to things that money ordinarily wouldn't be able to get you access to. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause even if I had the money to buy the backstage passes, I wouldn't have even known like how to can go about Can you even it. buy Backstage passes to a Drake concert? I, I don't, don't think you, you could buy. You, yeah, know, you can't buy. Yeah, exactly. Passes. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. Or maybe you can fact check us if you want. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. like the more story is, I wouldn't have known it was an option. Yeah. Right. So having access to the right people and the right relationships can be key. And actually, I want you to talk a little bit about something that you've done since we since I met you, you know to help there. build yeah. relational equity. Yeah. So I didn't know the importance <laughs> of <laughs> relational equity <clears throat> until. Um, I got my first mentor, right? And um, although I did pay him to be my mentor, like some of the things he did for me was like out of the scope of the pay, right? right. So I remember trying my hardest. It's crazy, I got the shirt on. So I, I remember trying my hardest to be on the Social Proof podcast, right? Mm-hmm. With David Shans. And I'm like, yo, like I'm DMing David every day. I'm boom, yeah. boom, I'm like, yo, I really want to be on this podcast. Shout out to Social Proof. And then my mentor was like, 
I was like, man, like, I really want to be on Social Proof. He said, well, bro, why didn't you ask me earlier? He said, yeah. say, say less. Put me in a group chat with David Shannon on Instagram. Like, yo, my boy Carter, get him on Social Proof Podcast. David responded, 30 seconds. All right, man, we're trying to fly to Atlanta. Can you do next week? Yeah. Yes, I can. I'll be there yeah. next week. Boom. Episode booked. And like, I'm like, yo, I've been texting David, asking, can I pay him this amount of money? Can I do this? Can I? None of that. One relationship got me directly in the room. Mm -hmm. And that podcast was like trajectory to my influence that I have today. So yeah. that's when I understand like the, the importance of relationship equity because I couldn't buy my way into that room. I had to like, one relationship got me in that room. So yeah. one thing that since that day, I'm like, all right, how can I become a person to where like I have more of those relationships within the snack of a button or a request, I can get into any room that I desire to be in. Mm -hmm. So I just took a list of all of my um like my, my dream 50 people. So I had people like people that were friends, people that were like colleagues and people that I one day wanted to meet. And I just put all their names in this Excel spreadsheet and I just put in another column, how can I help this person? Right. right? And I like money, like, like, all right, I might have a relationship. I might have a resource and mm -hmm. I'll like study their page and be like, this person probably needs this. And I'll put it all in the column that every Wednesday, I call it relationship Wednesdays. I spend an hour going down that list and doing at least five to ten people on a list and just doing should, something You should have nice. called it Future Friend Fridays. Relationship Future. Wednesdays does not have a ring to it, by the way. What? Relationship Wednesdays just uh, is block. It's cool, but... I mean, it's my it's my thing. Though. It's your thing. Yeah, you can do yours on Friday. Okay. I'm doing mine on Wednesday. It's just, it would have sounded better if you did Future Friend Friday. Uh, okay, so, right. all right. Tomato, all right. tomato. <laughs> anyway. Proceed. Yeah, but I spent an hour a day doing those um, favors for people in un unaxed. Like, you know, like right. imagine hitting somebody up randomly. Like, hey man, I saw that on your social media, you um, mentioned that you um, wish you had a dope videographer. Mm -hmm. Here goes four videographers that I work with and that I live close to you, man. I hope you're having a good day. Mm -hmm. Randomly, people are like, yo, like, yeah. that's crazy. Thank you. you know Espe especially people who are like, you know, high level because people are always asking them for something, yeah, right? Yeah, Ask, yeah. They're, they're always the one giving out, giving out this, giving out that. So when someone else finally just unsolicited reaches out to them and adds value, it's going to actually stand out, mm -hmm. right? Because, like, you're not amongst all the other requests. Yeah, yeah. Which I think we talked about on another podcast, like, how, like, people don't realize, like, how many requests we get in a day, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so relational equity is super, super powerful, man, because we by human our human design is, is reciprocity. Unless you're just, like, a sociopath or something, right? Yeah. Like, by design, we operate with reciprocity. Mm -hmm. If someone does something for you, if you're a natural, normal human being, you're going to want to try to return the favor in some way, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, oh, dang, you did that. How can I help you? How can I add value to you? Or what is it that you've been trying to, you know, get access to or whatever the case may be? So when you do that for people, relational equity, like you can make those deposits and I like to stack the deposits, right? Like I don't like to just like make it transactional because the thing, I'm, I'm doing it with the intent of just adding value. I, of course, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Of course, I know that in some way, shape, form, or fashion, I would love to be able to call in a favor from that person, but I'm not doing it with that intent. Mm -hmm. and I think people can feel that, right? So, for example, we got a big experience coming up um, in a couple months that y'all hear more about soon, and we got some favors that we can easily call in because of the relational equity mm -hmm. that we've established, right? But when you don't do anything for people and you just always the person that's asking for something, it's very hard to call in those favors. Yep. Right. Because you don't have your bank account's empty. You, your relationship the last bank account time is you made empty. it a relationship deposit right. into somebody. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars? I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? 
Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flix, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Financial Flix as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Yeah, you might and you might have to be intentional about it, right? Yeah. Like for example, like you have now, to. yeah, you have to. Yeah. Like standardize the process so you can customize the experience, right? So like have that, have that Excel spreadsheet. I have a Monday board, right? Monday is a project management tool. It has every person I, that I either I'm already connected with that I care about that I need to be checking on, everybody that I want to connect with. And to your point, like, what have I done for them lately? Mm -hmm. Right? What have I done for them lately? Because like, you know, at the end of the day, these are relationships and relationships mm -hmm. are maintained through genuine connection, mm -hmm. right? You can't, you can optimize revenue. You can't optimize relationships, right? You have to actually be there for people. And one mm -hmm. of my favorite quotes is, uh, compassion requires interruption. When someone needs you, it's rarely ever going to align perfectly when mm -hmm. it fits into your lifestyle, right? Because if, if that was the case, it would be easy, right? So when, pe when people need you to show up for them, are you there to show up for them? People remember that stuff. Mm -hmm. are, are you the person that is pouring into them versus taking out of their cup? Because mm -hmm. if you can do that, you can build the asset class of relational equity. Yeah, because you want to be that person like when somebody sees your name on their phone, they want to answer the phone. Right. Like if you, if every time you text somebody, every time you call somebody, you got something that can help them out, when they see your name, oh, shit, like, he, like you know, and even if it is a request, they're going to answer the phone because they're right. so used to when they see your name, like something's good's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? Versus you always ask for something, they like, man. You're a bill collector. Yeah. Right, you want to you be the person that's looked at as a bill collector or the person that looks like you better give them some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which one? If, yeah. if the bank calling and uh -huh. you, ain't, you don't owe nobody, you're going to answer. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. If, you, if they call and you better overdraft, maybe yeah. you're not going to answer. You know how you, like, you see that mail, it's like you think it's check, you yes. check, you got snatching that joint open, right? So you, you want yeah. that to be people's reaction when they see your phone. The same way you react when you see that check come in the mail, like when your name pops up on somebody's phone, you want to be like, oh, they probably got some money for me. Or they probably exactly. got some ways they, they can help me out. So... Relationship equity, man, is, is huge. Right. Big asset class. So make sure you start building your relational equity. Okay, yeah. cool. Two, uh, we actually talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, not in the formal sense, but intellectual property. Okay. Right? Intellectual property is a, I think, probably one of the most important asset classes there is, right? Because when you have intellectual property, I'm, and just to break it down in layman's terms, that means that you have something in your brain mm -hmm. that you extracted from it. And now you have made it tangible so that you can sell it. People can license it. It's very, very valuable. Like, so for example, if you've ever gone to Walmart or Target and seen Disney stuff, right? Because we're in Orlando, so it's kind of timely, right? Disney was able to license the rights of that to Walmart, right? Or a team can license the right, <coughs> excuse me, um, of like a jersey or something to like mm -hmm. uh, for another store to sell, right? Intellectual property is a huge asset class. Yeah, I, 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 and I think that more people need to, like, understand that we all have 
intellectual property, right? right. Intellectual property is a thought. Intellectual property is a concept that you came up with that right. you own. You need to get it patented, by the way, right? Patented, right. not trademark. Trademark is for yeah, patent is for the IP, right? <coughs> uh, don't give me the line. It depends. I mean, because okay. technically, trademark can be for IP. So. Okay, okay. So um, you own that, and you're able to sell it. You're able to license it to other people. You're able to like distribute it in other ways. And again, you still get paid off your idea, right? right? So um, we have all these ideas, and we make them into businesses. Why not let somebody else leverage it and pay you for it? Big facts, right? Because the thing about IP is probably the most legacy-driven asset clash, right? So, for example, this is IP, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, when I'm no longer here, my son, Legend, can go back and watch hundreds, at that point, thousands of podcast episodes, thousands of other pieces of content, right? Like, like because I took what was in my brain and I got it out, right? So my book comes out next year, same thing, right? So, like, intellectual property is so valuable because you're literally scaling yourself, mm -hmm. right? And you can sell it, you can package it up, you can license it, you can do whatever you want with it. And so I really like intellectual properties and asset class. Most people don't talk about it. Even when you have a business and you exit the business, like intellectual property is listed as an asset as a part of the sale, right? Mm -hmm. like, and sometimes people say, well, you can keep the this aspect of the business, but I'm still gonna, I'm gonna own my IP and I'm gonna license it back, back to, to you, you so I can still to be use able it to, use, exactly, mm -hmm. right? So don't underestimate the power of the intellectual property that you're creating, right? Now we're seeing a shift in the education space and not as many people are going to go to college in a traditional sense, mm -hmm. right? And I've talked about this in several on several uh, podcasts in the, in the past, right? The better you get at your craft, the more well-known you become for doing what you do, you'll be in a position to where you can license your IP to educational institutions. I believe that, right? Yeah. I believe that that's where we're going. I believe that's the only way they're going to survive. Like, they're... Like the Yales and the Harvards, they'll survive off why brand mm -hmm. IP, right? But the smaller colleges, right, they're not going to be able to survive. The only way they're going to be able to survive is brand. Oh, so you mean to tell me this particular creator has a course mm -hmm. that is licensed to your school? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'll go to the school now, yeah. right? So you're going to just see a complete, now I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but you're going to see a, a radical shift in the education space. And the more IP you can create now, the better off you'll be in the long run. Yeah, and I think that like some comp companies are already doing like Google has their own school that you can go to yep. like you know to get licensed on, train on their system, so you can go straight work for them. So right. I think uh, IP cannot be underestimated. And again, as you come up with ideas, make sure you own them via trademark or patent, so that you, so that you can be able to resell them or relicense them to other people, um, especially in the digital education space that that we're going towards. Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire? who's looking to march towards their first 1 million in net worth. If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're gonna get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first 1 million in net worth. You're gonna receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're going to get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're going to get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're going to receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club.
Now, before we get in the last one, bro, um, we have a segment that we're trying to be more consistent about with the reach of the week. Reach of the week. So, right. so for, for for example, guys, if you see any Please content help us <laughs> online, you like. I ain't even lying. Like, yeah. like, like if you know, if you know that's the case, like just send us a DM, shoot it over to us, uh, because we want to basically call Cap if it's Cap or let you know, like, okay, what do they miss out? We're not here to like bash any creators, but yeah. like we want to make sure that y'all are not getting misinformation. So if you see something that just like seems like it's a stretch, seems like it's a reach, send it to us and we will review it on the show. Yeah. So this reach of the week, um, I forgot the creator. Yeah, uh, probably Donald pop up like a graphic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot the creator, but um. He was talking about a poor man's first class, yeah. right? And oh, it was the the, the real Melanin King. Okay. Right? I, I fuck with bro, like he's a super good content creator. Yeah. Um, but he, he was talking about the uh, poor man's first class, and the way he does a poor man's first class is that he buys a ticket on a on a he buys, he buys a seat on a plane in in economy, right? Mm -hmm. And then he buys two refundable tickets directly next to him, mm -hmm. right? So he buys the window seat. He also purchases the middle seat and the aisle seat in his same row. Yeah. Refundable tickets. And then an hour before the plane takes off, he cancels those refundable tickets, <laughs> right? He cancels those refundable, gets his refund, and he says 90% of the time, the seats are not booked in time, mm. and he gets to then once the plane is taken off, you know, lift the armrest if they lift up. Fine spirit, the armrest, <laughs> the armrest don't lift up, and then he, you know, puts his legs across the seat and then leans his back against the window, and that's his first. Did class he actually seat. say that? Are you assuming? Yeah, no, but he put his legs. Oh, he put his legs on the seat man. and slept across, bro. Like you Jesus. know, what I'm saying? so he was able to lay back, and that's and that's a poor man's first class. Now, the reason I think that's the reason of the week is because like you're not getting the refreshments. You, you're not you're not getting the refreshments, and you have to wait thirty to foot, maybe 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 seven to fifteen days to get the money back on your card, right? right? So now you gotta wait off all these refunds, and then it's not comfortable. Like laying across the seat is right. it's not it's not it's not comfortable. You don't get the perks of first class. Right. Part of the benefits of first class is the way the staff treats you. Yeah, yeah, sir. Do you need another drink, sir? Can I take that? So you need the, the washcloth. You don't right. get the washcloth in a poor man's. For you better yeah. bring that joint in your book bag or something. Speaking speaking, speaking about first class, can we tell y'all tell y'all a little secret about about new money? Right, we, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. We ain't always been flying first class. No, this is, this is yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We ain't always been flying first class. So I so I thought I was the only one that did this, and so I was at the air, uh, airport a couple of weeks ago. And so first class, they had this, this like priority lane, right? It's mm -hmm. like the lane that you can technically you know get on before yeah. everybody else. But the thing is, it's like we buy first class. You don't want to just be sitting on the plane before everybody else, right? <laughs> it's, it's, so there's a sweet spot, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a sweet spot of. You don't want to wait until it's too late to get on the plane because now everybody's already on the plane, mm -hmm. right? But they you, already see it in the back. They don't right, see you coming. They at already all. see it in the back, right? But you don't want to get on too early because then you're just already seated, seated on the plane and then you're on the plane for too long, right? Yeah. So the sweet spot of like they've been called call probably a couple of rows, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it's like a decent amount of people in line. Yeah. You get to walk past all those people. <laughs> and then, but you get on early enough to be sitting down, so they got to walk past yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I got it down to like the, the perfect <laughs> So it's, This is this it, is so immature. It's slightly petty. It's definitely petty. I am so okay with this. It's why I paid first class price. So the way I got it is so, and like, I fly Delta a lot, right? So like, they, they tell first class to board, right? They, so all, we wait to all the first class and all the, yeah. you know, military board. And then they call like Comfort Plus, and so you can get in, but then they when they when like they tell the the regular people like just general get up. Everybody get up, yeah. Then everybody's in line. You cut That's in front of thick -ass all. Line. You cut in front of all. You actually walk through their line to get to the other side, and then they walk past. So you look, like, you walk through their line, and yeah, then I, I, walk, you just, I, I need to get around. Like, oh, <laughs> I need to get gosh. around. So 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 yeah, if you go five first class, get the bus experience. Like don't 
don't bore it when first class bores. That's just like, that's like, you, you just get in the first class. You don't know nothing about it. You're just way too excited. You want to wait until all the first class board they call yeah. the next section, and then you get up and walk past everybody that proceed to get on the plane. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So that is the reach of the week, plus yeah. uh, a little telling on ourselves about yeah. how we are slightly petty when it comes to first class. Yeah, I mean, like, that's just, that's what you do it for, man. You do, you, you, you you do, do it, it for the comfort and the refreshments. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it, it's a bonus. <laughs> as much as first class fights costing me, I'm, I'm leaving that, with something. That's, that's a fact. Yeah, I'm that's leaving fact. with something. That's a fact. Um, so yeah, so that that was the reach of the week. But again, you you can fly the poor man's first class, or just like wait till you make enough money to actually enjoy first class, right? Because if it, if it's a reach, right? If it's a stretch for you to do it, yeah, it's okay. Like we have been flying first class for like it's a it's a fairly new on a consistent level. Yeah, of course I've flown first class here and there in the past. Now, like, I do it for the most part almost every time. Yeah. Unless it's just ridiculous and it's like yeah. a super short flight or something. Like, yeah, okay. Sometimes okay. it'd be cap. Like, yeah, like, that's yeah. not that deep. Yeah. Right. Extra um, row is the same thing. <laughs> same, same thing, big dog. I like, just need that leg room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, like, just do, like, and that's, and that's with anything in life, right? Like, if you try to do it prematurely, that goes back the, to like the stress of right. Like I don't have. I just spent my last on this ticket. Right. Like it's gonna take away from the enjoyment of the flight. Right. You right. Or, you, or, or we always joke about Uber, <laughs> Uber Black. So my phone dies all the time. Jesus period. Christ, right. My phone just dies all the time. Conveniently, it, it died. died la anyways, my phone dies all the time. Yeah. Okay. So you know we just go back and forth when we're in the town together. Like you get the Uber Black, I get the Uber Black. My phone died, so he had to call it a couple of times, you know, in, in a row. So he tried, he, he, he's trying to make it seem like I'm strategically allowing my phone to die, like like he just so like I don't he, have to call he, the Uber. He, he pressed the Uber button, and his phone died. I'm like, I, I can't, you can't, you can't make that up. It's it's, it's, it's you good, you good at what you do, brother. You're an expert. You're a master. <laughs> That's crazy. A master. My phone dying is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I brought that up to say Uber, like so Uber blacks are not cheap. Like so I'll, I'll be looking at the apps. I'm like, yo, twenty dollars, ninety dollars, and it's like, do I really want to spend this extra? <laughs> Sixty dollars just was Uber Black. Yeah, my my rule of Uber Blacks if it, if it's more than two if it's more than two x the regular Uber price I probably won't get it. Yeah, unless it's a scenario where, where I'm with a that. chick or like I'm about to pull up somewhere that right. needs to like you know. But again, do it when you have it because if you're stressing about the price too much, it probably taken away from the experience. Right. I'm just frugal, so that like it, it should be like I just do I really want to pay this. But, yeah. But yeah, whatever it, whatever it is, you don't want to be in a situation where. It's an outlier, right? Mm -hmm. And then now you can't do it for several reasons. One, because now, but like, you, you got exposed. Taste it, brother. Right, exactly. Now you got exposed to it, mm -hmm. and now you're going to be, be mad, and you got to go back to coach every single fight, right? Um, or go back to the little stinky you. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the reason why I do it with black, yo. Bro, bro. Some of the Ubers, bro, like, yo, bro. bro, like, who did you just drop off? What are you? What have you been eating bro, here? Bro, bro, so shout out to Dion. <laughs> Uh, he gave me this one story. That, this is made me. I'm not, I can't do regular Ubers no more, bro. Because this one story, he, he pulling up to a speaking event. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> and bro, he had a pink suit on, like looking looking good. Yeah, he, he called the Uber, bro, and the bro the Uber. He said, "Pull up, playing, uh, playing one Jeezy." Yeah, you know, trap of the year. Yeah, bro, loud coming out the front <laughs> and back window, bro. He pulled up to the speaking event, smelling like straight, bro. He was. Hot the whole time, bro. Yes. Not turning music down, like <laughs> jamming. He rolling up in the lap, like I'm like, bro, I'm out, I'm out, I'm That's out, I'm crazy. out. He did not care about his reviews. No, no, no. He was, yeah. Short. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, back to yeah, back to the original schedule program. That that was worth it. That yeah. was that was good. Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time you could ask your questions in real time? from a real expert and get real advice. To be honest, Pocket Advisor 
is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name in the primary feature back in 2021. But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Um, so the third uh, level of IP or a- IP asset class is audience and attention. Attention, attention, audience, attention. Audience, audience and attention. Now, yeah. I don't know if I can... S- this is probably... They're all important. But this asset class right here will make you a lot of money fast. If yeah. you master it, right. right? Because the more eyeballs you can get on yourself and your business, the more money you'll make point blank, period. Right. And, to, and, and don't take our word for it. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok are all free platforms. Last mm-hmm. time I checked. Yeah. Why, why, do, why do you think it's free? Because we, they, we are on the platform, right? They're getting all these eyeballs. And guess what they get to turn around and do? They get to go to advertisers and say, hey, look, well, there's so many people on the platform at all times. You should probably should want to advertise here. Mm. And now they can charge advertisers and, and creators who want to get more access to the attention. Mm-hmm. Right? Whenever a product is free, you are the product. Right? Right? So it's free. Jesus. It's free to be on Instagram because you're the product. Mm-hmm. Right? We are the numbers. They, they get to go back to the advertisers and say, well, this is why you should spend here. Yeah. Right. And so that's if you don't. So you don't take my word for it. But like that is why attention is so important. Now, here's the good news. It always kills when people complain about like, you know, Instagram is not showing me and it's just shadow banning me and blah, blah, blah. It's free. Yeah. Right. And so Instagram, if you have uh, 10 million followers. Do you think Instagram really gonna let you get in front of ten million people for no, you, free? You can charge more than a Super Bowl. Yeah, period. No. Yeah, it's pay. It's pay to play, right? So it's like, but the good news is they've created a space and a platform that if you are good, it's a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. Forget shadow banning. You know, I'm not saying that stuff isn't real, but the reality is, if you're good, people will find you. Mm-hmm. Right now, is there strategy? Is there intention? That's not this episode for that, mm-hmm. but. The more the stories, if you're good, you can leverage a platform to get access to an infinite amount of eyeballs. If your content is shareable, if yeah. it's valuable, if people want to comment and write, and the more eyeballs you get on you, right, it does, it does a lot of things. So number one is human nature. If I've never followed a person and someone shares something on my story, their stories, and I click on it, this person has 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers, the natural assumption is they got to be somebody, mm-hmm. Right. I know there was an era where people could buy followers and stuff like that. But the natural assumption by default is like, I'm missing out. Yeah. Right. So you, you get a level of instant credibility based upon your audience size. Number two, from a pure business standpoint, it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. If you have more people on your organic funnel, i.e. your social channel, if you press a button that says I'm selling this, you're going to be able to sell it to more people. Mm-hmm. Right. The percentage might be the same. It might be 20 percent, but 20 percent. Uh, of audience that's 10,000 versus 20% of audience that's 
a hundred thousand versus twenty percent of an audience is a million is a big difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll stop at those two because I see you got something you want to share. Yeah. Because um, for those of you all that don't think the audience is important or just don't understand the the, the sheer um, number standpoint, how how audience can help change your life. Like Forbes just came out with their top uh, creators of twenty twenty three. Right. And like. Based on followers, it's a pretty synonymous with how much money these people are making. So um, one of the creators, uh, uh, um, the, 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 I forgot how to say his name, the guy from, the guy from TikTok that oh, has the most TikTok anything? followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 244 million TikTok followers. He's making $16.5 million a year. It doesn't say a, doesn't doesn't say say a word. It's crazy. Uh, Word, right? Um, another follow. Uh, uh, so Drewski, he has 12 million Instagram followers. He's earning 10 million dollars a year, right? Comedy, crazy, right? As an as, as an influencer, uh, another um, influencer has um, uh, 29 million followers and makes 8.5 million. So basically, like, like it's not the dollar for dollar, but like if you have an audience, you can become a like a multi millionaire. Like they're right. making. Dude, like 10, 15 X with some CEOs Facts. are making as 20, 20, 30 year olds with mm -hmm. audiences. So yep. the more people that the more people that know you, the more people that can flow you. Point right. blank, period. Yep. And and having an audience is the ultimate leverage mechanism. Mm -hmm. Right. So people can go on podcasts because they're big podcasts and the podcast can charge you to be on that podcast if they want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, the podcast gets the ability to get more money from advertisers because of their audience size, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, when you have an audience, even if you don't have a product to sell, because of your the amount of attention that you have on your platform, you can get so much money. Mm -hmm. Because people want access to that attention because the trust of one leads to the acceptance of many. You built an audience, so you have the trust. You're the one they have the trust with. But it leads to the acceptance of everybody that you co-sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of my some, some of my best <laughs> dollars have been. I, I would say this: my, my best advertising dollars are spent by borrowing other people's audiences. Like like right. Facebook ads are cool, which you, you are borrowing Facebook's audience, but like paying to be on other people's stages, paying to be on other people's shows, paying like like because they've spent years, years gaining the trust of that audience. Big facts. And if they co-sign you, you now gain. All of that trust and all of that influence over, the, over those people overnight. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. Right, right. So like if you're starting a business or you have a business trying to scale and bring your audience like, yo, find a way where you have to pay or whatever to get on other people's stages, other people's platforms because they already have that trust that you seek to gain. And if they co-sign you, you now get that trust and be able to leverage it. Yeah, because the problem is people are like playing full-court basketball with Tim's on, yeah. right? It's like, like there's no badge of honor in in the slow roll of like, oh, I'm just going to... Take a slow boat to China. Slow boat to China, right? <laughs> there's no badge of honor in that, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, how can you... Ha growth hack. It's the same thing with mentorship. It's like, okay, this mentor is read... A thousand books, and of those thousand books, he didn't he didn't gain something from every single one of them, or he knows exactly he or she knows exactly what's the best from each book, right? Mm -hmm. They they spend a lot of money on their on their personal development, right? So 
multiple six figures more than likely if they're a good mentor. So you mean to tell me for pennies on the dollar, I can save myself the decade of time, right, that they spent and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that they spent just by being able to get access to them now at this more refined state. It's the same thing with attention. Okay, this person has been building their audience for three, four, five, six years. You mean to tell me, even if I do have to pay, mm -hmm. I can get on their platform? Because here's the truth. You still got to be good. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, here's a, like the, the reality is you still have to be good. I always tell people, like, just because you put the Jordans on, don't mean you're going to play like Mike. Right? People ask me, where you get that shirt from? We get that outfit from? I'll send you the link, bro. Yeah. Like, you're going to look as good as me in the you small. Know like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to look good as me in the small, brother. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll send you the link. But yeah. it's just like, you still got to be good. Yeah. Right? So it's like, if once you get to that point where it's like, man, I'm good, but I'm just the best kept secret, mm -hmm. right? How can I grow my own attention? Because you obviously want to grow your own attention, but the way you're going to grow it faster is by being good, hacking someone's audience. Oh, I like them. I want more of that. The podcast is only an hour. It's only 45 minutes. And then coming back, back. then coming back to you. You, like, oh, you, you have to give them a reason to stay. Right. You got to give them a reason to stay. Yeah. You can't go on and be a one hit one day, come to your page, it's private, or you got three posts from two years ago. Like, mm -hmm. of course, yeah. that's not going to work. You're not going to get your return on investment. But if you are doing the work and you want to grow, now, aside to that, make sure you're ready. Because some of these audiences, because of the trust that they have, mm. they could come in droves. So if you don't have a system or a funnel or whatever it is that you wanted to get out of it mm -hmm. ready, you're going to squander the opportunity, right? So you also got to make sure that you're in position to take advantage of it. Make it simple. If you go to somebody's audience and you have a business or a freebie or whatever, uh, Text social proof to 704-649. Oh, I thought my real number. I'm wild. I almost wild I myself I heard out. 704. I was like, yeah, I almost wild myself out. Turbo. Right. But uh, whatever your whatever your number is, right? Whatever your real number is. Yeah. Um, and then now you can have a way to get them in your ecosystem with an identifier that's something that they already trust. So that's the that's the thing that people don't realize. You do that because they trust that brand. So like mm -hmm. now you're just giving another subtle way for them to do, oh yeah, I trust the brand. It must be something special for this platform. Yeah. But be ready and be prepared for the attention mm -hmm. that you're going to receive. Now, let's talk about some of the cons of building up a brand of this or or, or building up this asset class, right? Because it's a great thing. It's an, it has way more pros than cons. Mm -hmm. But there are some cons that come with it, right? Yeah, I mean, the bigger you are, the more people that want to throw rocks at the throne, right? right. So, like, the more you grow an audience, you're going to have haters. If you don't have haters in life, that means you ain't doing nothing important, right? Period. Like, right. so one of, the, one of the things about growing an audience like this is you're going to have haters. You have people calling you scammers or whatever. But but people throw rocks at the throne, not from the throne, right? Facts. So you just have to deal with that, shoo it off. Like, it just it just is what it is, right? And, um, you know, the more people that follow you, the more attention you have, um, people want that attention. So now you're a commodity. Now you have people reaching out, asking, like, like we talked about this last mm -hmm. episode, the amount of people that DM me, like, and say, yo, yeah, I, yo I, I got a quick question. Like, first of all, it's not quick, because then right. you hit me with the paragraph, right? right? And then you don't know the the 75 other people that mm -hmm. just DM me saying the same thing. So it's like, you just have to learn how to deal with that. Like, you said, the, the pros dramatically outweigh the cons. Right, Kylie Jenner became a billionaire because of attention. Right now, you might not agree with the paths and the mediums in which their the Kardashian family goes about what they do, but the results are undeniable. And you don't have to be them or do it in the way that they do it to win. Right? You can you can be yourself. You can be authentic um, in whatever way you want to do it, and you can win because there's there's always an audience because the world is so big and we live in this digital um, digital space. There's always somebody who's going to be interested. Mm -hmm. Right? Like. And that's the beautiful part about building an online audience because you can reach so many people. You can be yourself 
and there's going to be people who are interested in training their cat or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. or people interested in comic books or interested in sneakers. And so you can be yourself, but you got to start and you got to understand the lever, the massive leverage mm-hmm. that can come with building attention as an asset class. Yeah, y'all. So those are three asset classes, attention slash audience, um, intellectual property, and building relationships. If you do one of the three, you make dramatically more money than you're making right now. If you do all the three of them... Let me let me borrow some money if you do all three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. then you'll be um, on your way to financial freedom and just making more money. So that's another episode of the Mel and the Money Show. Comment below, uh, subscribe, and share with a friend if you've gained anything from this episode. We'll see you all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.